0: Hi, I'm Felicia, and you're listening to episode 149 of Five Songs Set. Sitting in the bathtub listening to Don't Get Around Much Anymore by Duke Ellington, I thought that perhaps it was time to do an episode about him. I've always loved Duke Ellington's music, after all. Then I thought that perhaps instead I could do a couple of shows with famous big band leaders. When I sat down to do some research, though, on the first page I brought up, all but two of the guys were white. I knew that there were segregation issues with big bands, but I also was sure that more than two of the famous big band leaders were black. There were also no women on the list, but that's not really unexpected. However, that got me curious. Were there actually female big band leaders during the 1920s, 30s, and 40s? Were they any good? I downloaded a bunch of music to find out. Sadly, there isn't all that much music I could find by the few women who were big band leaders during the heyday of big bands. However, I was able to ferret out some good songs. While I'm not the most knowledgeable music geek ever, I do know something about big band music and have played in jazz bands with both female and male musicians. As far as I can tell, both the bands led by women and the all women bands seem just as good as their male counterparts. Take a listen and see what you think. We're going to start off with Traveling Blues by Lovey Austin and her Blues Serenaders from 1924. Lovey Austin was a jazz blues pianist, composer, singer, and band leader. In the 1920s in Chicago, she was known for, according to Wikipedia, racing around town in her Stutz Bearcat with leopard-skin upholstery dressed to the teeth. As for the band, Wikipedia says the blues serenaders developed their own unique sound within the jazz genre. They strayed away from the typical jazz band paradigm. It sounds like Austin was mainly known for blues, so I'm guessing that the group focused most on that. Here is Traveling Blues by Lovey Austin and her blues serenaders.
1: He'd feel like a man You can tell by a glance I don't care No millionaire Can give me the icy god Got a dollar
0: That was Last Dollar by Blanche Calloway from 1931. Blanche Calloway was Cab Calloway's older sister and had a big influence on his musical style. I don't know how apparent it is in this song, but you can definitely hear similarities when you've listened to a few of Blanche's songs. Blanche Calloway seems to have led an interesting life. If you want to know more, I recommend checking out the Wikipedia article. However, one of my favorite bits of information is the following. Blanche sang with Andy Kirk's orchestra, The Clouds of Joy, in 1931. And during this time, she tried to wrest control of the band from Kirk. When that didn't work, she founded her own orchestra, the Joy Boys. By 1933, they became just Blanche Calloway and her orchestra. It seems as though the original name of her orchestra was a reference to Kirk's orchestra. My bassoon teacher often said that classical orchestras were pretty backstabbing, and it seems that the big band era wasn't much better. Up next we have George's Gorgeous Gal by Ina Ray Hutton and her Melodiers from 1934. Ina Ray Hutton was mixed race, although she passed for white. She was born Odessa Cohen, and according to the Black Past website, Odessa and her sister June grew up among black neighbors on Chicago's south side. Their mother played piano in dance halls and hotel ballrooms. Odessa studied dance with a prominent black teacher and choreographer, Hazel Thompson Davis. The Cowan's hometown black newspaper, The Chicago Defender, first wrote glowingly of Odessa's performances when she was seven. But the next year, despite the fact that she had the same Southside address into her teens, mention of Odessa Cowan in The Defender disappeared. By some accounts, that was the year she was discovered by a white vaudeville producer. In 1930, at age 14, she made her Broadway debut with Gus Edwards at the Palace Theatre in New York. As Ina Ray, at age 16, she was a featured singer and dancer in George White's Melody. At 17, she joined the Ziegfeld Follies. In 1934, when Ina Ray was just 18, the manager Irving Mills formed an all-female band and made her the leader. Mills added Hutton to her stage name to capitalize on the notoriety of Woolworth heiress Barbara Hutton. The group was called Ina Ray Hutton and Her Melodiers. Hutton toured with the Melodiers for five years. Known as the blonde bombshell of rhythm, she conducted her band with her whole body, changing costumes several times each show, from one strappy sequined gown to the next. In the 1940s, Hutton went brunette and led an all-male band. But the novelty of all-female bands still held enough appeal that Hutton organized another one in 1951 for the Ray Hutton Show on television and earned five Emmys. The show aired on the West Coast for four years and for a summer season nationally on NBC. Hutton continued as a singer and bandleader through the nineteen sixties. Here is George's Gorgeous Gal by Ina Ray Hutton and her Melodiers. <laughs>
1: With a kiss of a mouth and a twinkle in her eye See the people all stop for the cream of the crop. When I dream of oh, walking by With the sunniest disposition She's a while with the capital owl. Yes sir, she's George's gorgeous gal
2: Honeysuckle
0: Rose That was Honeysuckle Rose by Mildred Bailey and her Alley Cats from 1936. Okay, I have to admit that in this instance, I'm not sure that Mildred Bailey was the band leader. The naming convention is correct, but her name could have just been put on the band because of her popularity. According to the Syncopated Times, Mil- Mildred Eleanor Rinker was born on February 16, 1900, in Tocoa, Washington. Her mother, Josephine, was a member of the Coeur tribe. Her father was of Swiss-German lineage. Both parents were musically inclined, and the influence extended to her brothers Al, a pianist and vocalist, and Charles, a lyricist. The Rinkers relocated to Spokane in 1912, and in 1917 Mildred moved to Seattle after the death of her mother. There she found work as a song demonstrator at Woolworths. At 17, she married Ted Bailey. The marriage soon ended in divorce, but she kept his last name, which in 1918 sounded more American and less Teutonic than Rinker. With her second husband, Benny Stafford, she settled in Los Angeles while still in her teens and became a well-known jazz and blues singer on the West Coast. Inspired by her success, her brother, Al Rinker, and his friend Bing Crosby moved to Los Angeles, and Bailey found them work in show business. Al and Bing were hired by Paul Whiteman in 1926. They were soon two-thirds of the Rhythm Boys. In 1929, they introduced Whiteman to Bailey, who dubbed him Pops. After an impromptu audition, she joined as the Whiteman Orchestra's first featured female vocalist. Honeysuckle Rose is from 1936, and on Wikipedia it says, In 1933, Bailey married Red Norvo, a xylophonist, improviser, and bandleader who had worked with Paul Whiteman. A dynamic couple, they were married until 1942 and were known as Mr. and Mrs. Swing. Sometimes they record together and sometimes apart. However, I can't find any indication if the Alley Cats were really her band or not. So I'm just hoping that the naming convention is enough. If not, we still got to hear music by someone who is considered one of the world's best jazz vocalists. Now, before we go, Five Songs Set is recorded under Creative Commons, attribution non-commercial, no derivatives license. So you can share it, but not sell it or change it. The show notes, which you can find on the Five Song Set website, contain links to all the bands and songs in this podcast, as well as lots of additional information. I'd like to thank Alexander Petersky for the theme music. If you would like to let me know what you think about the podcast, drop me an email at fivesongset at gmail.com or comment on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast by following the instructions on the website or by going to the iTunes store. Last up, we're going to hear Jump Children by the International Sweethearts of Rhythm, from 1945. The group has a pretty cool history, so I'll give you some of what's on Wikipedia about them. The original members of the band had met at Piney Woods Country Life School, a school for poor and African-American children in Mississippi in 1938. The majority who attended Piney Woods were orphan children, including band member Helen Jones, who had been adopted by the school's principal and founder, also the Sweetheart's original band leader, Dr. Lawrence C. Jones. Following the fundraising successes of an all-female vocal group and several other Piney Woods musical groups, in 1937, he formed the Swinging Rays of Rhythm, an all-female band led by Consuela Carter. The band toured extensively throughout the East, raising money for the school. Soon to be recognized at the national level, the Piney Woods all-female jazz band known as the International Sweethearts of Rhythm, who had since the band's inception in 1937 performed in affiliation with the school, turned professional and severed connections with Piney Woods in April 1941. Shortly thereafter, the band settled in Arlington, Virginia, where a wealthy Virginian provided support for them. Members from different races, including Latina, Asian, Caucasian, Black, Indian, and Puerto Rican, lent the band an international flavor. And the name International Sweethearts of Rhythm was given to the group. It was composed of 14 to 19-year-olds. Anna Mae Winburn became the band leader in 1941 after resigning from her former position, leading an all-male band, the Cotton Club Boys, in North Omaha, Nebraska. After she joined the group, Winburn would remain their prominently poised band leader until their disbandment. Here is Jump Children by the International Sweethearts of Rhythm.
1: and bother you I ain't good looking and I don't have waist long hair I ain't good looking and I don't have waist long hair
0: Until next time, this is Felicia signing off from St. Petersburg in Russia.